Welcome to Foundation Church's weekly message. We hope you are equipped by this message from Pastor Tom Lively. For more information about our church, please visit foundationchurchfl.com. I'm just going to start from two different, I was having to pick from two different places to start this message, and I'm picking this one. Proverbs chapter 16, verse 2. We need to know something. Read, li- listen to this verse. All the ways of man are pure in his own eyes, but the Lord weighs the spirits. If there's anything that could sum up the world right now, it's that. All the ways of man are pure in his own eyes. Everybody thinks what they are thinking and what they are doing and what they are espousing is pure, but the Lord actually comes in and weighs whether or not it is. Stay with me. It's all right. People got to find seats. We're full. You might be wondering, what is this mystery building? We don't know. (laughs) Listen, some of you need to start tithing. You need to start giving. We need to start filling up the rafters full of cash. You know, if you're worried about it, if you're worried, well, is Tom going to steal my money? Really? 25-year cop? You really think I'd try embezzlement? Think I want to go to the same jail I put people in? If you want out, you need to start giving. And don't you stop coming because it's full, by the way. Well, you know, the studies say that once you sit two, you know, four people in a four square foot area, people stop coming. You need to just stick with it. It's cool in here. Those ACs work good. These big giant blue tubes, they work good. You need to just keep on coming, cram in. There's about four seats available in the 11, 15 service. You can squeeze in there if you want. Sometimes there's as many as 10. But all the ways of man are pure in his own eyes, but the Lord weighs the spirits. All those right now, all the, all the churches that don't preach the word of God, their ways are pure in their own eyes. You might be somebody who's offended right now. Your ways are pure in your own eyes. You might be somebody that gossips. Your ways are pure in your own eyes unless you come to the place of heartfelt repentance. You need to always do this because we need to emulate God. 1 John chapter 4 verse 1 says this, Do not believe every spirit, but test the spirits to see whether they are from God because many false prophets have gone out into the world. We emulate God, but the Lord weighs the spirits. So now in Christ, we emulate God. Do not believe every spirit, even if it's yours. You need to be checking, but test the spirits. Should I say what I'm about to say? Should I be saying the things that I say? Should I be living the life that I am currently living? You need to test the spirits. Is the church that I am in the right one? Well, it's the comfortable one, but is it the right one? I know none of you are comfortable. That's exactly how it should be. I refuse to go to any church that I'm comfortable in. I will not attend. If I'm not going to be pierced by the word of God, for the word of God is quick and powerful and sharper than any two-edged sword, piercing even to the dividing asunder of soul and spirit. If that's not my church, I ain't going. 
Now, I'm not going to a church that I'm comfortable in. I'm going to go to a church that makes me squirm. I like it. They all used to be that way. You used to walk into churches and you never knew what you were going to hear. You knew it was going to be the Bible. You knew that it was going to hurt, but you were all right with it. Now everybody wants to be medicated. Just like the world. Spiritual medication, spiritual Xanax. The world uses real Xanax. The ark church pastors, they use spiritual Xanax, which leads all of their church members to take actual Xanax. As you emulate the world, you'll go ahead and be just like them. It may start off just as a spiritual thing, but you'll end up a drunkard just like them. A drug addict just like them. Hellbound just like them. If you're not hearing the word, you need to be testing the spirits. Is what I am hearing, is that from the Bible or is that from the internet? Test the spirits to see whether they are from God. Because many false prophets have gone out into the world and deceived many people. Psalm 36, 9 says this, for with thee is the fountain of light, life. In thy light shall we see light. Now that sounds sort of like a weird verse. For with thee is the fountain of life. In thy light shall we see light. Let's define that last sentence. In thy light shall we see light. God defines that which is light. In his light, you are actually able to see that which is light. Where, what are you talking about here? Matthew chapter 6, 22 through 24. The lamp of the body is the eye. And therefore, your eye is good. Your whole body will be full of light. If therefore your eye is good, your whole body will be full of light. But if your eye is bad, your whole body will be full of darkness. If therefore the light that is in you is darkness, how great is that darkness? There are people that are identifying darkness as light. That's why he says, for with thee is the fountain of life. He identifies what is life. He is the sole purveyor of life. It is the spirit who gives life. The flesh profits nothing. The words that I speak to you are spirit and they are life. John 6, 63. He is the author of life. He is the definer of life. And he is also the author and definer of that which is light. We are warned. If therefore the light that is in you is darkness, do you think people who, believe, who, who in their life believe that darkness is light actually know it? They are identifying darkness as light. So God comes in and he says, you know what? I'm going to do you a personal favor. I'm going to identify in the midst of my light that which is light. In other words, that which is purity. That which is righteousness. Because if therefore the light that is in you is darkness, how great is that darkness? Isaiah chapter 5, 20 and 21 says this. This sums up our world right now. You're like, Tom, can't you talk about anything else? What do you want me to talk about? You have the book of Revelation unfolding right before your very eyes. What shall I talk about? Love chapter 14. Woe to those who call evil good and good evil, who put darkness for light 
and light for darkness, who put bitter for sweet and sweet for bitter. Woe to those who are wise in their own eyes and prudent in their own sight. Now you need to be careful with this and make sure that you test the spirits to see whether they are from God. Because what part does this verse have to do with your life? Are you putting darkness for light and light for darkness? Are you prudent in your own eyes? If anything in you, if your theology is not the word of God, the light that is in you is darkness. Even if you call it love. Well, we put up with certain things in our home because we want our kids, you know, to feel love. No, it's either the word or it's the world. In the world, it, the world is ruled by the prince of the power of the air. Right now you have people pimping and whoring vaccines in the name of love. Most of which, by the way, know it's not loving. But there are some, especially inside the church, who believe that it is. Because the love of most will go cold. How does that, I read it all the time, Matthew chapter 24, 10 through 13. At that time, many will turn away from the faith. And will betray and hate each other. And many false prophets, there it is again. And many false prophets will appear and deceive many people. Because of the increase of wickedness, the love of most will grow cold. But he who stands firm to the end will be saved. There are many that are preaching love, but the light that is in them is darkness. And how great is that darkness? Because you see what their love is, is their own love that's been birthed out of the biochemistry of their brains, which is nothing more than gas. Yeah, I said it. If you go by your feelings, understand that you might as well go by gas. They're no different. See how quiet I can make a room? So you know why that is? Because whenever you bring that up, people, most people in the room are driven by their feelings. However it is that you wake up that day determines how you're going to live. I feel this way, therefore I am. That light that is in you is darkness. It's called being carnal. If you're depressed, you're carnal. If you're bipolar, you're carnal. I know you're afraid to amen it. It's because you've been indoctrinated by the world. For God has not given us the spirit of fear, but of power and of love and of soundness of mind. Anything that's the opposite of that, let God be true and every man a liar. Romans chapter 3 verse 4. Anything that's the opposite of that is a lie. Even if it's done in the name of love and if it's done in the name of love and it's a lie, the light that is in that person is darkness. You strap a mask on your face, you're living in darkness because it's a lie. You lock yourself down, you're living in darkness. Well, I'm doing it to save lives. Your, your love is actually demonic because it's the opposite of the word of God. It's the antithesis. It's the antichrist of the word of God. It's even logical. Every single country in the world right now, you track them. This is absolute fact. They're all a bunch of liars. You track them everywhere they go. The, the countries that are the most mitigated are the, have the most cases and the most COVID deaths. Because the light that is in them is darkness. We're saving lives. We're saving lives. Saving lives, really. 
100 million babies have been aborted since March of 2020. 100 million babies have been aborted. And 5 million people allegedly have died of COVID. And you're a lifesaver. 400 million people have starved to death because of the lockdowns. And you're a lifesaver. Hundreds of thousands of people are dropping dead because of the vaccines, because of capillary blood clotting, because of thrombosis, because of antibody-dependent enhancement syndrome, and you're a lifesaver. The light that is in you is darkness. You need to be up there. Wise, though, let's look at those verses again. It's Isaiah 5, 20 and 21. Woe to those who call evil good. Take the vaccine. Evil you're like, Tom, how can you be so cut and dry? Because it's not the Bible. I don't see it. Where's vaccines? Show me the money. Where's the beef? <laughs> You're like, life is not that simple. Yes, it is. Don't wake me up. I don't want the darkness in you. I choose the word of God. There's no plan B. Everything that's the opposite of the word of God is a lie. Bullface lie. I don't choose anything else. Period. If I do, I look at it as a compromise. Tommy, you telling me you've never taken medication, you've never been to the hospital? Yeah, I look at it as a failure. Do you? Well, no, I look at it as loving. No, you're a lot. Listen, the light that is in you is darkness. I'm a, why is everybody afraid to say they failed? It's the beginning point of salvation. So once you get saved, you've never failed again. If you've had to rely on doctors or medication, look at me, as I have. Then you're fail, you failed. It's not the word of God. You, there's unbelief in the camp. I'm okay with saying it. I'm okay with saying I haven't arrived. For by the grace given me, I say to every one of you, do not think of yourself more highly than you ought. I don't struggle with that. I don't struggle with thinking of myself too lowly either. I struggle with temper tantrums. I don't struggle with depression. I don't struggle with thinking of myself too highly. Woe to those who call evil good. And good evil, who put darkness for light and light for darkness, who put bitter for sweet and sweet for bitter. Woe to those who are wise in their own eyes. Don't let that be you. How are you with money? Are you wise in your own eyes? Will a man rob God? Yet you have robbed me. But you say, in what way have we robbed you? Malachi 3, 8 through 11. In tithes and offerings. You are cursed with a curse because you have robbed me, even this whole nation. Bring all the tithes into the storehouse, that there may be food in my house. And test me thou in this, says the Lord of hosts, if I will not open for you the windows of heaven and pour out for you such a blessing that there will not be room enough to contain it. And I will rebuke the devourer for your sake, so that he will not destroy the fruit of your ground. The vine also shall not fail for you in the field, says the Lord of hosts. You don't tithe? Explain it to me. Come on. Come on. Right here. Come on. Bring it on. You better know it now. Meet me at the door. You don't tithe. Explain it to me. Right here. Oh, there's another pastor after my money. I don't need your money. 
Don't need a dime of your money. You give more, my pay doesn't go up. My pay goes up via attendance, not money. Who, do, who stipulates that? Me. Why? Because I'm in charge. <laughs> I'm fully accountable to the 70,000 uh, IRS agents they're about to hire via Nancy Pelosi's infrastructure bill. You're like, gosh, this guy's after our money. Don't need it. Don't want it. That's for you. You're the one robbing God. Tell me why you don't pay tithe. Tell me. Well, because you're wise in your own eyes. And in that area of your life, darkness is your light. Welcome to Foundation Church, ladies and gentlemen. Start tithing today. Don't stop with next week. Tithe, by the way, is 10% off everything. Every single dime I get, I tithe. It's not even a hesitation. I had a man turn around at one of the last services that I was at, and I'm just keeping it private who it was, turn around and say, hey, I, I just sent you $10,000. You think I need your money? This person doesn't attend our church. And just have some angel turn around and say, hey, just so you know, sent you $10,000. And he tells me, that's not for ministry. That's just for you. Now, what did I do? I, heard, I handed over to Hope. And at minimum, it's 15% gone. At minimum. I don't know what she, it starts off. She never gives just 10%. So why aren't you doing that? Because you're a lover of money, which is the root of all evil. Watch yourself. You want your kids saved? You might want to start tithing. Instead of putting a curse on yourself where money is your Lord. What you do is you go, well, we'll, we'll tithe when we can afford it. That's demonic. You just write the check. That's what I do. There's no option. Well, I don't know if we'll make the rent. That's not up to you. You, you put it on God's shoulders if you tithe. You want your business to be great? Why are you not tithing? Business owner, off your business. You're crazy. I want God on my side. I don't want God absent. This is for you. This is not for me. See, the, I heard Jeff warming up the crowd with what I said a few weeks or months ago, however long it was. God is not wanting you to be poor. He wants you to feed the poor. And so in order for you to get out of this economic system of which you may have to be vaccinated to have a job, you might want to enter into his system. See, I don't belong to the world system. Greater is he that is in me than he that is in the world. I am not a part of the world's economic system. It doesn't matter to me that there's boats that are docked off of LA that can't unload their computer chips. It doesn't matter. I'll always have a refrigerator. Because God will just make it appear. It will fall from the sky for me, for you. But you're going to have to, in order to do that, you might be, well, I'm saved. I'm not saying you're not saved because you don't tithe. I'm saying you're stupid if 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 you don't tithe. And I'm saying you're stupid if you don't tithe. Because you pull all you, then you're relying on Joe Biden and Kamala Harris. Congratulations. 
Let's put my financial security in the hands of baby butchers who are so stupid, they don't even understand that that's a human being because the light that is in them is darkness. Don't let that be you. I didn't have, this is not part of the message. This is all for free. <laughs> Except you have to tithe now. <laughs> think about it. Don't even think about it. Do it. Write the check. Right? You don't want to really, so you don't trust me, write to somebody else. Just start doing it. You're still stupid for not bringing it to the storehouse. You're welcome. See, the church lacks power. Now the message is starting. We'll be out of here in two and a half hours. <laughs> church lacks power, so it has to come up with other things to make up for it. It's what everybody does. You ever read, you ever read the book of Matthew chapter 8? If you go down the list of miracles that Jesus performed, the first one was the leper. A man with leprosy came and knelt before him and asked, Lord, if you are willing, you can make me clean. What was Jesus' response? He reached out his hand and touched the man and said, I am willing, be clean. See, if you lack power, then you have to be, be as thou lordest. We knowest that thou art in this place. Yahshua, you're a clown. I am willing, be clean. Next one was the centurion. What did the centurion say? My servant lies at home paralyzed and in terrible suffering. Jesus said to the centurion, go, we'll be done just as you believed it would. Didn't even pray. Whoops. Next one was Jesus walking in to Peter's mother-in-law's house. Peter's house where Peter's mother-in-law laid in bed with a fever. He reached out and touched her hand and the fever left her. Didn't pray again. Matthew 8, 14 and 15. When evening came, many who were demon-possessed were brought to him. And he drove out the spirits with a word and he, with a word. And he healed all the sick. Matthew 8, 16 and 17. See, when you don't have any power, you have to bluster. You have to have complicated, wordy prayers. It shouldn't be that way. People, I know, I know people actually get disappointed by my prayers. As they expect me to have the same blustery prayers, I do not. I simply receive. If you want healing, I don't even pray that you get healed. I pray that you receive what you already have. By his stripes, you were healed. Not you are healed. You were already healed. You simply receive it. And, and disease cannot contradict the word of God. You being healed, you having soundness of mind is the word of God. If any, if you shall ask anything in his name, that's a promise of God that becomes the word of God. It is intermingled with the word of God. You stand. I will not take the vaccine because God is my supply. That's the Bible. You can say that out loud. I am standing on the word of God. But the church lacks power. So it has to come up with other things. And it, and it goes along a pendulum from stupid to evil. Tom, do you stupid all the time from the pulpit? Yeah, why not? What's wrong with stupid? What is stupid? What's ignorance? Ignorance is not knowing any better. Doing something wrong because you didn't know any better. Stupid is doing it even if you do know better. So it ranges from the stupid to the evil. 
We have the four F's, friendship, food, fellowship, and fun. That's what most churches are strictly about. They're not getting a Bible thumper message. How many, how many Bible verses have you already heard today? How many stories have you heard about my past experiences? I'm not saying I won't bring up some of those things, but what you primarily will hear here is the word of God. Amen. Period. My opinions are null and void. Let God be true and every man a liar. You got to be that hardcore because that's how hardcore Jesus is. Are you an emulator of Jesus? Are you a Christ-like? Are you a Christian or are you not? It's hardcore. There's no more going to the bars and sleeping with men. There's no more going to the bars and sleeping with women. It's over. Hardcore. You're welcome. See how quiet I can make a room? It's hardcore. But you will open up the floodgates of heaven if you turn yourself into somebody who lives on the razor's edge of the word of God. Your life will never, your life will never be the same again. You will have a joy. See, it does, it's the same common spirit. Without the Holy Spirit, the church has to turn from stupidity to evil. Same thing with an individual. Without the Holy Spirit, they will run from stupidity to evil. Guy to guy, girl to girl, relationship to relationship, boat to car to RV to Tennessee to Montana, whatever it is that you think is going to fill the void. Nothing fills the void because you are the void. You can run all that you want. You'll never fill it. That's why you might as well just give up and go hardcore. Well, people will hate me like they hate you, Tom. Who cares? Learn to be like me. I don't care if they hate me. Who cares? If you ever follow them around for a week and you'd want them to hate you. So because the church lacks power, they go from stupid to evil. They water down. Here's the evil part. They water down the message. It's called love via avoidance of truth. Do you know what you need to say to a homosexual? If you do not repent, you're going to die and go straight to hell. Same thing you say to the pornographer. How can you, aren't you being hypocritical, Tom? Haven't you looked at porn? Yeah, I've looked at lots of porn. So I'd still say to the pornographer, if you don't repent as I've repented, you're going to die and go straight to hell. That sounds judgmental. How's that judgmental? That's the truth. And who told you not to be judgmental anyway? Who lied to you and told you not to judge? Show me the Bible verses. Judge, yet therefore you be judged. Really? You therefore have no excuse. You pass judgment on someone else. Hmm, Tom's lost. You therefore have no excuse. You pass judgment on someone else. For at whatever point you judge the other, you are condemning yourself because you who pass judgment do the same things. If I'm doing the same things, then I'm passing judgment. It's wrongful judgment. Jesus said, do not judge according to appearance, but judge with righteous judgment. The spiritual man makes judgments about all things, but he himself is not subject to any man's judgment. Do you make judgments about all things or do you avoid it because some goofball in a Sunday school class who, who preaches the false love narrative probably while he's looking at porn every night of his life tells you not to be judgmental. You're welcome. Churches are so weak in America, you shouldn't trust anything but the Bible. Back in my day, I got saved in 1987. You could trust pastors more. They opened up the Bible and preached. They came up with their own messages. They didn't type them off the internet. You don't think it's true? I challenge you to do some research. My wife used to do it all the time. 
some big new mess, you know, sermon series would come out, Toy Story. One of our relatives that goes to another church, my wife confronted her and said, just so you know, that's off the internet. Oh, no, we are, our version's different. No, it's not. It's word for word what every other our church is preaching. It's so that they can assimilate and coagulate. Get you on board, assimilate you, coagulate you, and keep you in the building while everybody's going straight to hell. Gay choir members, ushers that are sleeping with their girlfriends, because the light that is in them is darkness. But they believe it's light. 1 Corinthians chapter 13, verse 6. Speaking of love via avoidance of truth. Is there such a thing? Are you loving anybody when you avoid the truth? What if it means you ruin the relationship? You ruin the relationship. What if it means that my own child will rebel against me? That's their business. You tell them the truth. Period. You tell them the truth. I want to know the truth. I've used this, I've used this example many times. If I have something hanging out of my nose, you need to freaking tell me. Don't let me stand out there with some green meal hanging out of my nose like this. The whole time I'm shaking hands with 300 people. Come up and tell me. I want to know. Yeah, it'll bother me. Yeah, it bothers me. Jeff Tomas has filmed me and took a picture and put it on social media of me preaching with my zipper down. <laughs> Jeff in here? I, I purposely wear dark underwear for that reason. It's like hard to tell. But Jeff caught it because my shirt, which had a white little tail on it, sticking out. <laughs> Victimized by Jeff Tomas. <laughs> Vanessa knows that feeling. Endlessly victimized by Jeff Tomas's filming. <laughs> I want to know what's true. Period. Love does not avoid what's true. If you're avoiding truth in the name of love, then love that is light to you is actually darkness. And how dark is that darkness? You're lying your kids straight to hell. You know that someday you're going to watch your kids that you lied to and that you told them that they're saved when they're not. You're going to watch them be pitched into the lake of fire by Jesus himself. Who preaches like this anymore? Nobody does. They're scared. I'm not scared. I'm not scared. I have no agenda. Zero. My agenda? Preach the Bible. Amen. Never happens, happens. You're offended. You're offended. 1 Corinthians chapter 13, verse 6. Love does not rejoice in sin. If you're accommodating sin in yourself or anybody that you have authority over, understand that you hate yourself and you hate that person. That's the truth. Love does not rejoice in iniquity. If you're telling your daughter who's sleeping with her boyfriend that she's saved, you are a liar. You're going to hell with her. You're welcome. Tommy, listen, narrow is the way if you find it. Most people will not stop sinning. They just go to an ark church. A lot of you in this room could be that way. This is just too much for me. 
Just like John chapter 6, 53 through 67, many of his disciples went back and walked with him no more. Why? Because they said to Jesus, this is a hard teaching. Who can understand it? Don't let that be you. Receive it. Listen, I am chief among sinners in this room. Look at me. Chief among sinners in this room. I've sinned in every conceivable, conceivable way. Before being a Christian, after being a Christian, before being a pastor, since being a pastor, I'm solely reliant on the grace of God. But the grace of God does not apply to the unrepentant. Repentance is belief. To whom did he swear that they would not enter his rest? But to those who did not obey. So we see that they could not enter in because of unbelief. If you don't obey, listen, I know a lot of our church pastors will tell you, well, that's a works-based salvation. Obedience is not works, it's belief. I just quoted to you Hebrews chapter 3, 18 and 19. They, so we see that they could not enter in because of unbelief, because of disobedience, which is unbelief. So all those that are depending on the grace of God, saying, you know what, I do, I, I'm not works-based, I'm still sinning, I'm depending on the grace of God, look at me love, look at me serve God. That's a contradiction of James chapter 2. I'll show you my faith by what I do. So we see that a person is justified by what he does and not by faith alone. James 2.18 and 2.24. What does it profit, my brethren, if someone says he has faith but does not have works? Can faith save him? James chapter 2 verse 14. I can do almost that whole chapter. But the church lacks power. That's why it closed. Had a, you got to conjure up something. If you lack power, you've got to show people that you have something. So look at us love. Not shine. Look at us love. We close just like the world. We mask just like the world. We vax just like the world. Huge denominational evangelical leaders are coming out and saying that the vax were sent from heaven. Prayed for vaccinations. I don't see that in the Bible. Tom, life is not that simplistic. Yes, it is. If Jesus gives you the keys to the Ferrari, you get your butt out into the driveway and you drive it. And I give you the keys to the kingdom of heaven. Whatever you bind on earth is bound in heaven. Whatever you loose on earth is loosed in heaven. I'm taking the keys. A lot of you, a lot of you, oh no, I'm just way too humble. You're not humble. You're not humble at all. You're a self-worshipper. Jesus gives me a gift. He's Jesus. He must know what I need. If it's a Ferrari in the driveway, I'm going out and driving the Ferrari proudly. See, here's the thing. You got to listen to the right people. I'll give you a little excerpt from Jonathan Shuttlesworth. He was driving a Denali. Nice. That's the upper echelon of Tahoe's or Cadillac's, whatever, the SUV Denali, right? See, I don't even know. Cadillac, thank you. So it's a Cadillac SUV, is that right? All right, there you go. So he's driving that. He doesn't care. Well, how could you do that? You're an evangelist. He doesn't care. That's what you do. You don't care what people think. Woe to you when all men speak well of you. For so do their fathers to the false prophets anyway. Who cares what they think? If any of you think that I won't drive a nice car because I'm going to be humble. Listen, you can go pound the sand at Minnesota Key right now all day. 
I'll drive whatever I want. I, I lost my truck to my son. He's taking it. That was 70000 bucks for that thing. How dare you? Isn't that a way you could have given that to the poor? Oh, Martha, Martha. <laughs> but Jonathan Shuttlesworth, he was given. This is how you have to think. Jonathan Shuttlesworth had this Denali. He walks into a church service, and the Lord says, give it to that man. That's how you have to be. Give it to that man. He says, this is the first time since he was a teenager that he had to call for a ride home. <laughs> he didn't wait. You know, that's who I follow. I follow men like that. I follow the Rodney Howard Browns of the world who walk into this church and say, give them, you know, give them $100,000 for their church, for their building. There is no building, Rodney. I know, he still gave it anyway. <laughs> Pastor Ryan up at the river. He's real happy with himself. He's got his brand new Mini Cooper. And he prayed this prayer on the way to church. Watch him preach sometime. Good preacher, Pastor Ryan from the River Church. He's on his way in to the river and he says, Lord, I want to love you like I never have. And he said, the moment I prayed it, I knew that I had prayed a dangerous prayer. <laughs> so he walked into the church. He's really happy. He loves his Mini Cooper. Brand new, happy as can be. As soon as he walked in, what happened? Give it to that man. Now, what happened with Jonathan? Jonathan says, if you want to fly privately, you don't sow a $10 seat. You got to sow a Denali to fly private jets. So he sowed it. Pastor Ryan sowed it. These men never lack. How about you? How about those of you right now that are judging in your mind? Preachers with private jets and cars you're judging? Who are you? I could flat out tell you, I've only fl flown on private jets twice. If I, it's up to me, I ain't never going back. <laughs> Listen, I believe in the God of more than enough, not the God of getting by. See, a lot of, a lot of people live in desperation. They believe that's an attribute. It's evil. Oh, you man, you're sitting here talking about tithing. You're talking about private jets, and I'm struggling even to, even to pay my rent. That's because you live under a false revelation. We're supposed to be living in a life of abundance. And as God tells you to give, you give. You give. I went up to the river, I don't know, a couple weeks ago. Pastor Rodney's got his whole building project they've got going on there with tens of millions of dollars and I just gave away forty thousand dollars just gave away I gave the whole offering of this church away and we're trying to build or we're trying to buy just gave it away before we before Monday even hit more than half of it was back before the next offering it was eleven thousand dollars more than the offering I gave away You need to be, listen, you need to be powerful in your finances. God tells you to give, you give. And you watch and see. He will open up for you the windows of heaven and pour out for you such a blessing that you will not be able to contain it. The church lacks power. 
So it has to come up with other things. Acts chapter 5, 1 through 15. But, certain, but a certain man named Ananias with Sapphira, his wife, sold a possession. And he, kept, and, he kept, and he kept back part of the proceeds and his wife being aware of it. And he brought a certain part that laid it at the apostles' feet. And Peter said, Ananias, why has Satan filled your heart to lie to the Holy Spirit and keep back part of the price of the land for yourself? While it remained, was it not your own? And after it was sold, was it not in your control? Why have you conceived this thing in your heart? You have not lied to men, but to God. Then Ananias, hearing these words, fell down and breathed his last. So great fear came upon all those who heard these things. That's how the church should operate. Are you talking about people dropping dead? That's God's business. I'm talking about people, we should be operating in the power of God. Instead of trying to be a community organizer, a good neighbor, and a community partner. Community partner with the YMCA. That we, we come out from among them and we are separate and we touch no unclean thing. That sounds like an Old Testament verse. No, it's not. 2 Corinthians chapter 6 verse 17. And the men and the young men arose and wrapped him up, carried him out and buried him. Now it was about three hours later. Should never have gone in there, Sapphira. His wife came in, not knowing what happened, and Peter answered her. Now, what is going on here? One sin, they're done. God knew that these people were false. False Christians who were never going to repent. They just wanted to be part of a group of nice people. Or maybe they could victimize nice people too. You ever notice that there's no victimization at Foundation Church? Have you ever noticed that there's no weirdos around here trying to rope you into their ministry? If there are, just let me know because they'll be gone. The only person going to rope you into their ministry is me. And people answered her, tell me whether you sold the land for so much. She said, yes, for so much. They sold her for one price for a lot more and gave the disciples what they wanted to and told them they, that it was for the full price. Why didn't they just tell the truth? Pride goes before destruction, haughty spirit before a fall. Then Peter said to her, how is it that you have agreed together to test the spirit of God? That's what Joe Biden should be thinking. Tom, why do you, why do you use so much, so much politics? It's not politics. It's good versus evil. You don't think I badmouth Trump from this stage? I've ripped Trump from this stage. Operation Warp Speed, talk about something to turn sideways and shove up your own caboose. How is it that you have agreed together to test the Spirit of God? Look, the feet of those who have buried your husband are at the door, and they will carry you out. Then immediately she, she fell down at his feet and breathed her last. And the young men came in and found her dead and carried her out, buried her by her husband. So great fear came upon all the church and upon all who heard these things. And through the hands of the apostles, many signs and wonders were done among the people. We're at verse 12. And they were all with one accord in Solomon's porch. You have to have power. And listen, do you hear how the power is connected to obedience? 
And through after that, what people would call the negative, well, it's a negative. Well, let's see, husband and wife drop dead in a church service. It's really not negative. They got what's, what God said they deserved. So it's love. God is love. 1 John 4, 16. May not be your version of love because your version of love is darkness. Your version of love is accommodation. Most people will be accommodated straight, straight into a worm-ridden hell. Don't let that be you. And by the way, if you are breathing right now, it is not too late to turn your whole life around. And they were all with one accord in Solomon's porch. Yet none of the rest dared join them because the people esteemed them highly. Is the church esteemed highly or is it salt that's trampled under people's feet? You are the salt of the earth, but if the salt loses its flavor, if you notice that there's flavor in this room, you may not like me, but there's flavor in here. You may not like the taste, but there's flavor. Most churches, you can't taste nothing. It's like literally walking in with a cold. You can taste nothing. You are the salt of the earth. But if the salt loses its flavor, what good is it? It is then good for nothing but to be thrown out and trampled underfoot by men. Just like the church internationally. We used to talk, well, you know what? In the African church, man, they are standing. They all close too. There's a few exceptions, but they all close too. I sat next to. At the river, Pastor Rodney flew them in first class. A church, a pastor of a mega church in Africa, never closed. See, those are real stands. I'm not belittling us. I'm not belittling you. I'm not belittling Foundation Church. But it's easy to stand when you have DeSantis. Why everybody didn't? Why was it that we were the only church open in the area? Why? No, there were some other ones. Oh, yeah, they were mitigating, though. Social distancing and alcohol gel. They might as well have done their baptisms in alcohol gel, you know. <laughs> we'll get you clean. Better close your eyes on that one. And hold your nose. But they, are, they were held in high esteem. Why? They were afraid of them. They should be afraid of your prayers, right? On the podcast, I'm praying all the time. Eventually, we'll get to the place where some of those people will be watching. Christopher Ray, the head of the FBI, who's nothing but a brown shirt Nazi for the Democratic Party, he's going to be scared. Because we're going to come after his job. I'll go after their jobs. I'll go after their reputations. I don't want any of them harmed. I don't want Gavin Newsom to be harmed by the vaccine. There's a lot of people hoping, you know, he disappeared for 11 days because of Halloween. I don't want him to be harmed. I don't. I don't want Pelosi to be harmed. I want him to be saved. But in the, in the meantime, I'm coming for him. Specifically. And when the church starts acting like that, you will be held in high esteem. High esteem, by the way, doesn't mean they like you. Some of you throughout your life, you have held people in high esteem that you did not like. Didn't you? They may not like, listen, it's like Ric Flair says. They may not like you, 
But they're going to learn to love you because you're the best thing going today. Woo! Yet none of them, they didn't even dare join the church. Why? Because they're scared of it. You're like, well, that doesn't sound evangelical. Who are you, pot? To tell the potter what is and what is not evangelism. If you added daily to your numbers, thousands who are being saved, your way? See, that's, that's the thing. People, are, they, they honestly esteem themselves above the word of God. We don't want to be feared. We don't want to tell people that they're going to hell. Who, what, who told you that? You know who told you that? A demon. Or one of his ministers. Yet none of, them, none of the rest dared join them, but the people esteemed them highly. And believers were increasingly added to the Lord, multitudes of both men and women. The people who didn't dare join them were the Ananias and Sapphira. They're like, okay, we esteem you highly. We ain't walking in there. But they were adding daily to their multitudes. So what they do now is that the word of God's been removed. The quick, powerful, sharp word of God has been removed. And they're trying to do it their way like Frank Sinatra. And if you're going to go that way, then you've got to use gimmickry. You got to use gimmicks, giveaways, flags out in front, you know, with the squiggly guy, gift packs in the back, water down, tell you that you're okay when you're not, because you don't have what they had. So that they brought the sick out into the streets, verse 15, and laid them, verse 15, Acts chapter 5, verse 15. And laid them on beds and couches that at least the shadow of Aaron, of Bill, of Dan, of Tom. That's how they, this how they, who's Peter? Is he called into ministry? You are all called into ministry. I told you one of the most powerful people in the New Testament. They kill all the powerful people. Only John was spared execution, and they tried to kill him, but they couldn't. You try to boil him to death, he won't boil. <laughs> so you got to go stick him out in the Isle of Patmos, where lo and behold, he writes the book of Revelation. Great move, devil. <laughs> this should be us. Why isn't it you? Because of unbelief. And you don't do anything about it. Faith comes by hearing, hearing by the word of God. Tom, people ask me, Tom, how do I get, I'm not saying this to be prideful. I'm just telling you, people say, how can I get to be at your level? Train. You walk into my office, my good friends, Aaron will tell you, you walk into my office, you see stacks of cards stacked. They're sweaty. They're nasty. They're brown. They're ripped. They have my scribbling on them. Stacks, hundreds of Bible cards. Hours upon hours upon hours. That's what you do. You don't want it? Then understand you'll never be powerful. Because you're going to have to crucify your flesh. You're going to have to renew your mind. Now listen. I've held things back. What if you just did it in purity? Purity. Didn't throw temper tantrums like I have. 
Didn't waste your life like I have for decades getting lost in law enforcement. Tom, how can you say those things? Don't you feel bad about yourself? No. It's unbiblical to feel bad about yourself, so I don't feel bad about myself. Yeah, but I feel the feelings. Who cares? That's a fart. It's no different. I feel love towards this person. He's so hot. Fart. (laughs) It's so different. I'm telling you. I'm saving many of you from going to hell by using the word fart right now. Can you feel the love tonight? Fart. You're welcome. You can give something extra in the offering because I saved you today. Mark chapter 4, 37 through 41. And a great windstorm arose and the waves beat into the boat so that it was already filling. And by the way, just so everybody gets the proper context of this, this is not off, this is not in stump pass. Where if your boat goes down, you can gleefully and casually breaststroke 14 yards to shore. This is out where you cannot see the shore. You're dead if your boat goes down. You can't swim to shore and it's cold. You'll get hypothermia. You've got about 10 minutes. That's where this is. Everybody ever watch like uh, Deadliest Catch? You got about four minutes when you hit the water. A little bit better in, the, in, in this sea. But he was in the stern. So you have a great windstorm arose and the waves beat into the boat so that it was already filling. But Jesus was asleep in the stern. But Jesus was in the stern, asleep on a pillow. And they awoke him and said, Teacher, do you not care that we are perishing? Then he arose and rebuked the wind and said to the sea, Peace be still. And the wind ceased and there was a great calm. And you think there would be a revival meeting. But there wasn't. Jesus said to them, Why are you so fearful? How is it that you have no faith? What's the next line? And they feared exceedingly and said to one another, who can this be that even the wind and the sea obey him? How did Jesus evangelize? Look at me. Fear. Godly fear. Power. That's how he evangelized. None of these men in the boat left him. Everybody leaves the ark churches to the next ark church because there is no fear. There is no power. They feared exceedingly. They were scared of the man. That should be you. That should be you. You don't need to try hard. Jesus says in Matthew chapter 11, 28 through, 20, through 28 through 30, I am meek and lowly at heart. You don't walk in with your priestly robes. Fear me. You're now an idiot. You wearing a, a, a collar, you're an idiot. They've received their reward is what Jesus said to those in religious garb. You just be you. If you're full of the word of God and you're full of the power of God, you don't need robes. 
You don't even need to try. You won't even need to pray like that. You need to pray in your prayer life, but I mean, you won't need to pray when you walk into a room. You just carry the power of God oozing out of you. They feared him exceedingly. They were scared to death. If you had a great dad, it's because you're scared of him. I'm not talking, don't, don't meet me at the door with the abuse stories. I understand. Have you, how many of you have put people in jail for abusing people? I have. I understand abuse better than almost anybody in this room. I've investigated it. I've made a, numerous arrests on it. I get it. I'm talking about like my dad. My dad had forearms like that. Ohio farm boy. He was driving chicken trucks into Cleveland when he was 11. trucks as an 11 year old it wasn't legal then either my dad was a great dad but you did not poke that bear ever things were great when it was just mom my sister and I well she was good I picked on my sister I know it's hard to believe endlessly more like torment than pick I did whatever I wanted, but as soon as dad came home, torment was over. Dad, if you're not like that, you're a gelding. You've been clipped and nobody told you, but here's the good thing. Spiritually, you can get them reattached. (laughs) Why is your wife the ones the kids are scared of? He who spares the rod hates his son, but he, but he who loves him disciplines him promptly. But they're so cute. Yeah, wait till they're 13. Yeah. Finish with this. The church lacks the presence of the same person the world does. The church doesn't have the Holy Spirit because he's not welcome. He might convict me if I let him in the room. Yep. He might make me speak in tongues. You are supposed to speak in tongues. I don't care if you were raised Baptist. Doesn't matter what you were raised. You should be speaking in tongues every day of your life. You should, be automa- you should automatically be able to default into tongues at any moment. If you're not there, simply ask. It's Luke eleven thirteen. If you then being evil know how to give good gifts to your children, how much more will your heavenly father give the Holy Spirit to those who simply, I put the simply in there, ask him. Ask him. Most people won't ask. Why? Yeah, you have not because you ask not. Why won't they ask? They're scared. I don't want to be like those Pentecostals. Why not? Church doesn't have the Holy Spirit because he's not welcome. The world doesn't have the Holy Spirit because he's not welcome. And once again, the church is conforming to the pattern of the world. Worship team, make your way. I'd preach longer, but we got to get everybody in at the 1115. I got a whole lot more. I'm over prepared, Aaron. (laughs) We have the podcast. How many slides do I usually come up with? That's what I get to, but how many do I bring in? I bring in, a, <laughs> I bring in over a hundred slides 
And my average is between 35 and 45 is what I get to. Because I talk a lot in between. I intend not to do that. But it never works out. <laughs> called to preach, you're called to preach. Woe to me if I do not preach the gospel. 1 Corinthians 9, 16. But once again, conforming to the pattern of the world. And therefore, the church does not possess what scares the world. It scares. If that's how Jesus evangelized, why aren't we? Why aren't we? He, they feared him exceedingly, but yet loved him like you would love a great father. Because there's that fear factor in there. Someday they're going to be tuning in to you, to me, and they're going to be like, what is that crazy church praying? Because I don't want any part of it. We will have politicians come into our church boot licking and butt kissing us because they do not want us to pray against them. They'll be begging for us to pray for them. That's what's going to happen. And I tell you this gleefully. I want to tell you some things. 1049. And I'm going to give you an altar call at the end. But we're still going to be out of here by 10.55. It's 10.49. Everybody good for six minutes. Maybe sooner than that. Listen. Listen to this. This whole situation, this whole COVID hoax. Yes, the disease is real. The response is a hoax to usher in totalitarianism and a new world order. That's what it's all about. How the church couldn't see it is beyond me. But I digress. The National Guard in Oklahoma said, you know what? We're done. We're not doing, we're not issuing vaccine, vaccine mandates, nothing. Do you know how big a deal that is? For the first time in my life, I was born in 1968. I have never seen anything like it. God bless those people. That's the kind of stand that you need to make. You know what? Well, I might lose my job. Who cares? Who cares? Trust in the Lord. Trust in the Lord with all your heart. Do not lean on your own understanding. In all your ways, acknowledge Him. And He will make your path straight. Stand with me. Thank you so much for joining us. We know that when there are this many people in person are watching online that there is a chance that some have not started a relationship with Christ. If that's you and you would like a relationship with Jesus that washes away the stain of sin, you will need to start by repenting of your sin, confessing with your mouth that Jesus is Lord and asking him to be the Lord over your life. That means giving up control. If you have never prayed this or you have fallen away and want to return to the kingdom of life, repeat this prayer after me and mean it. Lord Jesus, I ask you right now to come into my life and be my Lord and be my Savior. I ask you to forgive me for all of my sins and I now turn from them and I give you my life from this day on in Jesus' mighty name. Amen. If you said that prayer, you are saved. Thank you for listening to Foundation Church's weekly message. We hope that you have been encouraged and empowered. If you would like to partner with us, please visit foundationchurchfl.com and click on Give.